0: All right, this is a new thing we're doing called Dumpster Diving. Bit of a working title, we'll see. When Brandon's on the road, I'm going to be doing these little solo episodes reciting a different theme of headlines that I find in the dumpster. I'm just going to be diving right into it. So yeah, Dumpster Diving is what we're going to call it. This week's episode is going to be about meth. I found a whole bunch of articles relating to true stories involving crystal meth, and I'm going to be reading them to you and offering my stupid little commentary on it. As always, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash valleyboyspod, kick us five bucks for booze, and we call you out by name for enabling our alcoholism. Our gay dad this week, the person who donated the most amount of beers, was Hoffman. Thank you very much. Before we jump into the hooligans, let's learn a little bit about meth. It all started when a Japanese chemist first made methamphetamine, also called meth, crank, crystal meth, or speed, from another stimulant in 1893. Methamphetamine was used early on as a medical treatment for narcolepsy, asthma, and as a weight loss drug. During World War II, the Allies and Axis Powers both used the drug to keep troops awake. After the war, meth use increased dramatically even after it was outlawed by the United States in 1970. Meth was difficult to make until 1919, when another Japanese chemist streamlined the process by reducing it into a crystallized form, creating the world's first crystal meth. Methamphetamine is a stimulant drug. A form of the drug known as methamphetamine hydrochloride is an FDA-controlled substance used to treat ADHD and obesity. Other illegal forms of methamphetamine, usually in the form of a white powder, can be recreationally snorted or dissolved into water and injected. Crystal meth is a solid, crystallized version of the drug. It may look like shards of glass or clear white rocks. Users often smoke or snort crystal meth. Smoking the drug can quickly elevate levels of methamphetamine in the brain. This gives users a rapid, intense high, making crystal meth both more addictive and potentially more harmful than other forms of methamphetamine. Chronic methamphetamine use can lead to addiction. Over time, the brain develops tolerance to the drug, and the user needs to take higher and higher doses to achieve the same pleasurable effects. Crystal meth can be particularly addictive. Some users report getting hooked as early as trying it once. Meth addiction can cause serious changes in the brain, including paranoia, hallucinations, and delusions. For instance, the feeling of insects creeping under the skin. Many meth addicts have rotting teeth, a condition known as meth mouth, and experience severe weight loss. Man, this sounds like a commercial. Sounds like a miracle drug for some people. In the 1980s, the United States began to tighten regulations around the sale and use of the pharmaceutical precursors used to make crystal meth. As a result, illegal meth labs turned to an easier-to-obtain precursor, pseudoephedrine, a chemical found in many cold medicines. Use of crystal meth in the United States exploded in the early 90s. Between 1994 and 2004, methamphetamine use rose from just under 2% of the U.S. adult population to approximately 5%. In 2006, the United Nations World Drug Report called meth the most abused hard drug on Earth. Meth use has declined over the past decade, possibly as a result of limits put on the sale of pseudoephedrine in many countries. In the United States, in 2012, roughly 1.2 million people, approximately 0.4% of the U.S. population, reported using meth in the last year. All right, so now that we know all about meth, let's find out what people do when they're on it. First headline, woman named Crystal Methvin arrested for possession of Crystal Meth. 40-year-old Crystal Methvin was taken into custody after officers got a tip that a woman was sitting in her car on the side of the highway. She only had a Florida ID because, of course, Florida, and didn't have her driver's license and had a plastic bag of meth in her purse. Alright, first of all, congrats on using an actual plastic bag. Some of these people use an old hot dog wrapper to carry around their meth. She must be in a part of Florida with a high GED graduation rate. But what's wrong with her parents, though? You know, there are certain names you can give your kid that give them a certain fate. You know, like naming your son Jeeves and he'll become a butler type of thing. Naming your kid Crystal was a fad in the eighties, that was a surefire way to put her on a path to become a stripper, or someone arrested for meth in her car. A lot of names do that. I knew this girl named Brandy. She got a DUI. I knew another girl named Lexus. But a better name for her would have been Chevy Cavalier, because she was caught in the back seat of one of those giving squeezers to these two dudes in my math class. At the same time, like she was skiing. Maybe her parents should have named her Alpine. Anyways, Crystal Methvin. You know what they say about addicts. Here on December 2nd, it's only two sleeps till Christmas. Next headline. Police warn that flushing drugs can create meth gators. Officers with the Loretto Police Department in Tennessee arrested a suspected drug dealer who was found attempting to flush grams of meth down the toilet on Saturday. Once police entered his home... Officers found him trying to flush the meth and several items of paraphernalia down the toilet. He was arrested after police found 12 grams of meth, 24 fluid ounces of liquid meth, and several paraphernalia items in the house. A little quote from the police here. They say ducks, geese, and other fowl frequent our treatment ponds, and we shudder to think what one all hyped up on meth would do. Furthermore, if it made it far enough, we could create meth gators in Shoal Creek and the Tennessee River down to North Alabama. They've had enough methed up animals in the past few weeks or so without our help, so if you <laughs> up animals, okay, so if you need to dispose of your drugs, just give us a call and we will make sure they are disposed of in a proper way. All right, that doesn't sound like a trap at all. Call us and we'll take care of your drugs for you. Well, it's better than meth gators, I guess the meth gators that sounds like a A team name down there, you know, for like an XFL team or something. Or maybe the community college team. You know, I got my BA in Trailer Park Meth Cooking. That was their home economics. Still, I'm not afraid of a meth gator. I feel like they're far less intimidating without any teeth. Or maybe a meth gator is, you know, an exotic pet owned by Kid Rock. Got into his stash. They make a Netflix documentary about him, the Gator King. Anyways, next headline. Greyhound wins championship race, test positive for meth. All right. It says here, a greyhound trainer has been disqualified for four months and fined $3,500 after methamphetamine was found in one of her dogs. Last week, the minister for racing, Grant Robertson, and the minister responsible for animal welfare announced a government review of the greyhound racing industry. Robertson said he was concerned about track safety and cited far too many incidents recently where dogs have died or been injured and said he could not rule out shutting down the industry altogether. All right, I'm all for that. Shut down the greyhound industry. Okay, that's shitty. It's abuse of animals. But I got to say, giving them meth is a very effective way to make them win a race. I feel like you could give me meth and I'd beat a bunch of greyhounds, you know? Um, I wouldn't mind seeing meth racing. Okay, but a different kind of race like let's say a political race you know get them all methed up and watch them debate each other they'd be talking so fast that debate would last three minutes the press would be like hey smile for the camera and they'd be like no uh okay next headline man dresses up as cop and steals meth from other addicts an australian man which is the florida of the world was sentenced to 11 and a half years in prison for his role in a fake drug bust Him and his friends dressed up as officers and walked into an unlocked home demanding drugs. All right, this sounds like some GTA Australia shit. I mean, how do you even get caught doing that? It almost seems like a perfect crime. Because what are they going to do? Call the police? All right, I'll tell you how they screwed up. So, the two men in the house gave marijuana and crystal methamphetamine to this guy and his accomplice. But they believed they had more to offer, so they took matters into their own hands and beat one of the victims with a hammer until he passed out. They told the other dude, we've killed your mate. Now tell us where the drugs are. And then they tried to get more drugs and information out of them. But in the search for more drugs, the guy hit the other victim in the head with the hammer and had his pants pulled down and buttocks spread. That's what the article says. All right? So that's how you get caught. Even the police don't do that. At least in Australia, I'm assuming. But never take it upon a meth, ad, a meth addict to not do something crazy, all right? I knew a guy who got beat up, and he called the police to tell them, hey, this dude stole my drugs. This same guy. This is the same dude. He called the cops to tell them that a guy sold him marijuana, but it was actually oregano. So you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if someone called the cops to report the cops taking their meth. Miss the biggest sports headlines from the night before. Ever wonder how that might impact this week's bets? Relive the best in sports from the night before with BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. When I listen to them, I get a better grasp of the game. This helps me make better decisions when I'm making my bets. I feel better informed and way more confident. Not to mention, it's a ton of fun. BetMGM Tonight is a high-energy, live destination for casual and hardcore sports fans alike. Engaging, polarizing, relevant, Get caught up in sports betting with a heavy dose of entertainment. Host Quentin Mayo from NBC Sports Washington, Ryan Horvat from 1250 AM The Fan, and Trista Crick are joined by on-site correspondents to bring you insider information in real time. Every detail matters when making bets, and BetMGM Tonight dives deeper to help give you the edge. It's fun to bet on the game, and it's even more fun when you got the inside scoop. Tune in to Bet MGM tonight, presented by Bet MGM. Listen on Audacity, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. There's big news from my favorite home security company, Simply Safe. Just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that U.S. News, World, and Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. It has an ultra-wide, 140-degree field of view so you can keep watching your entire yard. It has 1080p HD resolution with an 8x zoom, which means you can zoom in and see clearly things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day or night. It's super simple to set up and usually just takes minutes. And it has an easy to remove rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet and can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all and integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, window, and room are protected, and now your property will be too. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, Visit simplysafe.com slash valley boys. What's more, is simply safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash valley boys. Okay, next one. 73 year old woman concerned about her meth asks doctor to test it. Hmm. A 73 year old Florida woman, again, you'll see a lot of these Florida people on here. She wanted to make sure what she was smoking was actually methamphetamine, so she took the drugs to her doctor for testing. She said she was scared of what smoking it was doing to her and brought it to her doctor in two clear plastic bags containing a crystal-like substance. And of course, both bags tested positive for meth. Although it was unclear how she obtained the drug or why she was smoking it, she did tell her doctor she's been smoking meth for about a month. She was arrested and booked on charges of methamphetamine possession and possession of drug paraphernalia, says this newspaper article. All right. I find it odd that someone's granny is, you know, cooking meth instead of sugar cookies, but she's making the right call here. If you're concerned about your drugs, you know, you want to ask your doctor, hey, what's, what's this meth shit doing to me? I want to make sure it's clean. But it's odd. It is odd that she's 73 and doing it. But once you hit a certain age, you should be given a free pass at drugs. Okay? You want to try heroin? Fucking do it at 90. Go ahead. Do all the drugs. What are you going to do? You're 90 years old. You know, you're not going to develop some some new addiction and die from it that way. You're already 90. Like if I was terminally ill and going to die, I'd scarf down every drug there was. Probably even die that way. All right. This next one. Again, these are all very real. The headline just says, "Man fights police while masturbating on meth." All right. It says here, an Oregon man high on methamphetamine told police he has no recollection of the events that led to 15 officers arresting him for masturbating at a bar. You heard that right, 15 officers. This guy told officers that he took the drug on Saturday and proceeded to have quite the weekend. Hmm, sure sounds like it. He went to a bar and then allegedly started to pleasure himself. Police were called to the scene and he moved to the bathroom where he continued to masturbate. A deputy officer attempted to arrest him a few times and even used a taser multiple times, but it had no effect on him. The deputy then got a fight with the suspect and tried to radio for help, but it didn't work inside the restaurant. A dispatcher tried to radio the deputy for an update and realized communications were not going through. So picture this, the cop's in there trying to tase a guy masturbating. He has no way of taking this guy down. He's got no way of asking for help. It, he's just kind of stuck with this dude. So he asked for the dispatcher asked for backup and 15 officers came into the bar and finally took him down. The police noted it took that many to finally get him under control. So the guy said he took the drugs on Saturday and did not remember anything that happened since. He was treated at the local hospital and then transported to county jail on charges of public indecency, resisting arrest, and theft of services. All right. Sounds like this guy knows how to party. I got to be honest. I'd be more concerned if he wasn't on meth. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be caught masturbating in a bar, getting 15 officers to take you down, uh, you're you're immune to being tased. Like, yeah. I'd be really concerned if you weren't on meth. it, it thank god he was on meth in this case because imagine if someone of sound mind and body just biting and beating up the cops i feel like this newspaper had a real missed opportunity here to call the to have the headline call, man beats off cops and himself <laughs> waffle house waitress accused of spiking co-workers drink with meth A former Waffle House waitress is behind bars after cops say she put methamphetamine in her co-worker's drink, leaving him comatose. The woman was arrested Friday after authorities say surveillance video captured her with the man's drink inside the North Georgia restaurant and was immediately terminated after the video showed her taking the man's drink to the bathroom and returning with it just before he fell ill. The man's mother said he was in a coma for four weeks and cannot walk and claims it's the most devastating thing you can ever go through. All right. I'm not saying that every waitress, hairstylist, nurse is a party animal. I'm just saying that's been my anecdotal experience 100% of the time. I mean, maybe she's thinking, hey, the holidays are coming up. Here, Suge, have some of my meth. That's just paying it forward in some of these garbage chain restaurants, you know? Uh, Waffle House kind of reminds me of this girl I knew. Uh she was eating chicken on the toilet one time with the door wide open, keeping the conversation going in front of everybody. And of course that was in Winnipeg, which is the Waffle House of Canada. Basically, every seat in a Waffle House is a toilet. And it's like you're eating breakfast at three AM in a gas station men's room. I mean, that's just that's just what I think. Alright, next one. Albuquerque cop shoots undercover officer over sixty dollar meth deal. A police officer in Albuquerque shot an undercover narcotics officer during a $60 meth deal this weekend. The Albuquerque Police Department won't release the names of any of the officers involved or provide an explanation of how the shooting happened or why. Gee, all right. Well, already it sounds like some Reno 911 shit, you know? But it's really not that surprising the cops would shoot somebody over $60 worth of meth. I mean, they've shot people over a broken taillight. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of information on this one. Oh, man. Again, these are all true. I cannot stress that part enough. Meth-dealing Catholic priest who owned Porn Shop plans to confess guilt. <clears throat> Good for him. A 61-year-old Connecticut priest named, nicknamed Monsignor Meth, after his arrest for operating a drug-dealing ring, is expected to plead guilty next week to one count of conspiracy, according to news reports. Prosecutors say he made $300,000 in meth sales from his apartment and from the parking lot of an adult bookstore he owned, which sold pornography and sex toys. It was believed to be a front for his business for him to launder his drug money. Church authorities reportedly had become alarmed by his behavior after they discovered he was a cross-dresser and having sex in the, rector- in the rectory okay, of the St. Augustine Cathedral in Bridgeport. All right gotta say that does seem like a pretty big alarm especially if the person he's having sex with wasn't an altar boy but also being a priest and owning an adult bookstore and selling dildos might put you on the radar it's kind of a good business model though you know you can confess your sins after you commit them all in one location although that's typically what the church itself is for anyways Montana man's conviction overturned after key witness used drug before giving testimony. All right. So a judge tossed out a man's methamphetamine possession conviction. God, let me try that again. A judge tossed out a man's methamphetamine possession conviction Thursday after it was revealed an expert witness who testified against him likely stole meth from a crime lab and was under the influence while he was speaking to the courtroom. All right. In fairness, how can you be an expert witness without trying it? Yes, Your Honor, he is a meth user. It takes one to know one kind of thing. I mean, if you're giving an expert testimony, you may as well well be on meth while you're delivering that. You know? I don't know. Next one. Seven-year-old turns, seven-year-old turns in mother for cooking meth. A young boy in, you guessed it, Florida, turned in his mother for cooking and using methamphetamine. The seven-year-old and his 26-year-old mother were living with her boyfriend's brother. The man said the boy told him for days that his mom was cooking something bad. He said it took the boy a while before he worked up the courage to show him what it was. When the boy finally showed him, he said he opened up the trunk of the mother's car and exposed a meth lab. All right. Only in Florida would a seven-year-old even know what a meth lab is, you know, or or even that it's something bad. If my mom was cooking meth when I was seven, I'd be like, i have no idea what's going on because i'm seven but i like ninja turtles and trains still good for this kid to turn in his mother instead of into his mother okay last one a woman wearing an i heart crystal meth shirt arrested for possession of meth a mugshot of a kentucky woman wearing an i love crystal meth shirt has gone viral Deborah Asher, 37, was taken into custody and charged with trafficking in a controlled substance, first degree, and possession of methamphetamine. All right, go ahead and Google that image. She is 37 but looks 97. All right, that's what meth does to you. That's 37 city miles, not highway, you know? Her face even looks like it says I heart crystal meth. Drugs are the only thing people do. That kind of where they, they use clothing to advertise their love for it. You know, you can get a you can get a marijuana plant on anything. Shoes, hats, bracelets. But you never see a polo shirt with like I heart tax fraud written on it or like a tank top that says I heart domestic violence. Well, I don't know. The mustard stain kind of advertises that. All right. That'll be it for now. This is just a mini episode. The dumpster dive. You can find us online, uh, the Valley Boys, no, it's Valley Boys Pod on Twitter and Valley Boys Podcast on Instagram. I'm just at Dave Weasel. Let us know what you think of this garbage. Maybe we'll do another one. All right. Peace out.